Yo, good morning. It's your girl, Kilowatt. I am outside smoking a ciggy on my very first day of sign-up for 7203. And I have a quote that I wrote down last night while I was watching The The Witcher um, Season 2. Yes, I'm in it. Uh, But it it pertains to travel and keeping faith, so I figured I'd read it to you guys. It says, the trail will test you, force you to move beyond the path. Oh, damn. Just kidding. Hold on. Let's restart. Restart. We're restarting. Okay. The trail will test you, force you to move beyond the pain, the fear, the failure, until you become one with the killer itself. Remember, hesitation will draw danger to you like fire, but trust the path you choose, and it will protect you, even in darkness, as long as you listen, always listen. And while that speaks volumes about my safe driving class that I was taught through TriMet... (laughs) I think it also pertains spiritually. So whenever you feel like you need um, guidance or support from your angels or your guides, you listen. You pay attention to the signs that show up in front of you. And you know that you're on the direct path of travel, that you're going to be okay, that you're divinely protected. That's why every day I show up to work, I know I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be when I get there. And I know I'm going to leave exactly when I'm meant to leave, even if things happen and I get delayed. But, oh look, a giant ass truck. Fucking weird. (laughs) I hate hate big trucks. All right, I got to go because people are walking and I'm very self-conscious. All right, love you, bye. Hey, you guys, it's Kilowatt. I am on my way to go get Beamer. Welcome, welcome back. So... I find it super ironic that the first part of this episode was titled Stay on Course because I realized that I shifted from my focus so greatly. I had goals, man, and then I fucking got all Twitter-pated and I got sucked into something that I feel is an addictive type of pattern. Like, I picked the fucker that is probably the worst worse for me like super cool guy beautiful spirit love that I fucking met him uh will continue to pray for him on his journey I I won't say I'm like super dumb but my focus is shift I remembered today that I was I was going into this shit alone and honestly my whole life I've really gone at it alone like there's a reason why I'm so content in my own space in my own time why I have that tendency to need to unplug and like stay away from people for a little bit. Uh, I call it decompression, but it's mainly just, it's mainly just me needing to, uh, to stay focused, like to regroup my thoughts. Cause I get so distracted, you know, like I get distracted by a, a handsome guy that, you know, pulls me close and gives me a kiss like that's easy to get distracted by right but my focus is my children my focus is sobriety my focus is becoming healthy and mentally you know strong so that these type of things that happen or come across my path don't completely derail me because I found myself today crying on my bus And I was like, bitch, why are you crying? And I remembered, oh, yeah, because your best friend is moving across the country. She's been your go-to gal. Like, she's your person, okay? 
And she's never going to be gone. Like, her and I are going to be fucking tight forever. And we're going to probably talk every goddamn day. And I love it. But, like, physically she won't be here. So this is a, this is a, this is an opportunity for me to reshift my focus and stay on point. Like, to get shit done. Like, I want to buy a house. I want to get physically fit. I feel that while I love my curvy body and I think I'm gorgeous, I also just want to be physically healthy so I could go hiking with my kids and not get tired. Um, I just, I just remember waking up with a lot of energy when I quit drinking and I remember feeling like a million dollars when I was eating clean and I was drinking lots of water and I was meditating and I was praying and I really was in, I was tapped into whatever source is, right? Like I was as close to God as I could get when I was sober and healthy. And I was like an unstoppable force. Like nobody could fuck with me, dude. I knew exactly where I was going. And then I fell in love with Brent and it was like shit got fucking wily. Like we started going out with friends. I started doing the binge drinking thing whenever Jake wasn't with us and then I just fell into the spiral like I went back into the drinking thing and I I keep getting hooked into that lifestyle uh when I form these obsessive romantic ties like I've said before unless you're obsessed with me I'm already fucking bored like I know that sounds like I'm saying that just to be funny but like that's true Like, I need you to be fucking all up on my business, like, wanting to breathe my shit in, uh, in order for me to feel like my partnership has the level of depth that I require to feel satisfied, because I'm heavy-ass Pluto and Scorpio. Fucking Mars, Pluto, Scorpio, first house, south, no bitches. Like, I came into this life with that energy, and I relish in it, but it is opposite my house, of partnerships. So I can be like that all I want, but I'm never going to attract the life that I want that I'm that I'm fated and destined to achieve in this in this lifetime if I continuously go back to what I know which is obsession and like infatuation and Twitter patient, right? I'm never going to get to that level of stability for my children with Taurus and the North Node Taurus is 7th house partnership. I'm going to get everything that I've always gotten before, which results in me being alone because ultimately I'm supposed to obtain Taurus energy and, and my relationships and form like a harmonious life, you know, for my, my family. And I'm, you know, obviously it's supposed to, it's supposed to be creative and spiritual. It's supposed to be, uh, beautiful and very Piscean. It's going to be everything that I want it to be, but in order for me to get there, I have to use Saturn. And so we got a Capricorn full moon coming up. So what better time to manifest this shit? Right? I mean, my best friend, the one person that I actually go drinking with is, has taken off. So this is like my opportunity to, to seize the moment, right? Is this like an Eminem song? (laughs) You only get one shot, one opportunity. That's, this is the fucking time. Cause I'm going to see my best friend again. And I, and I've quit drinking before and I could go back and do it. Um, what do you call it? Uh, just socially, I don't feel 
I feel I've used it as a really shitty coping mechanism and it's become like a crutch and I just want to kick that crutch to the side and like use this time to really cleanse my body and my spirit and my mind um because I was crying on my bus today and I asked myself why are you crying and like I realized oh yeah because my fucking one person that I had and I think that's honestly one of the main reasons why I was getting so turned into like Sam I really think that that's one of the main reasons I know it sounds silly but I think part of me deep down understood that she was leaving and what that would mean for me and that I would be walking alone again and that doesn't necessarily mean that I am alone I have people in my corner and that love me and are rooting for me but as far as somebody who really fully fucking gets me LFC is the person that understands me the most she really fucking does like she's her attention to detail that Virgo rising uh or that Virgo moon sorry is just so intricate it's so it's so defined and and it's beautiful and it's structured and organized and and lovely and healing. Virgo moons are wonderful. They're very uh they're very poignant. Is it is that the word I'm looking for? They're very uh they can be somewhat skittish with regard to really messy emotions, but that doesn't necessarily mean they don't feel them. They just don't show it as as well. They fucking feel it because they're healers. They feel everything and they're naturally in, like tuned into other people and their vibration. But yeah, Virgo moon, man. Uh, so my gal is on her way to Maryland to go start her life. And I'm so fucking proud of her. And I love her so much. And I tuned in to Sam because I just didn't want to feel alone. But the truth is that's not what either one of us need right now. Like he needs his own space. I'm sure. And I need my own space to cultivate the life that I want for my children and I. And I have shit to do. You know, I have some I have some major shit to do. And and I'm not going to achieve that by being hungover. I'm not going to achieve that by you know continuing to to expand and wait, you know, like that's not going to work out for me. I'm not going to find the love that I want if I don't focus on the Venetian qualities in my life. And that, that comes with, I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm ruled by like Mars. Mars is a major factor. I'm ruled by Venus, but Mars is the heavy hitter in my chart. Okay. So thank God Pluto isn't because God knows I'd be a fucking serial killer. But, um, the only way for me to truly obtain Mars and the energy that it, it can hold is by doing things that are Martian quality, right? So owning my physical aesthetic, going back to being athletic, being physically fit, focusing on my health, taking vitamins, supplements, getting my sleep, drinking my water, saying my prayers, taking that time that I need for affirmation and gratitude. These are all important things that take cardinal energy and Mars is very cardinal. So... I realized that one of the major factors as to why I get really butthurt about Sam doing his like ghost thing is that I've been groomed to be incredibly codependent. After 14 years, I was definitely in the thick of it and it got ripped away from me. And I didn't see it coming. I really didn't. 
I know that we both wanted off that fucking roller coaster ride. But I wasn't mentally or emotionally prepared to let go of that. And and now it's just turned into this thing where it's like in his mind, I'm just a fucking monster alcoholic who's never been a good person, who's a horrible shitty mom and has no promise in the future and I would love nothing more than to prove that motherfucker wrong. Because the only way for you to continue on the path that you've set out for yourself is to is to commit to that idea of who I am because otherwise you might regret something. And I don't want that for myself. I don't want to regret not being the best version of myself I could be because I was too hooked on the crutch that I allowed to steal my focus. And so I have just reshifted and recentered and and figured out why this thing with Sam really bothers me like I already know Sam does not know how to use his fucking phone. I already know that. And him not being available for me should not be something that I fixate on. What I should be fixating on is getting my fucking kid home and quitting drinking and being physically fucking healthy and getting my fucking finances straight so that I could buy my kids a fucking house and have a stable place to live. These are the major things that I need to be doing for myself and for my family. And I'm just, I'm just reiterating this to myself by saying it out loud to you guys, but it's, it's far too easy to get lost in that sea of Neptune, dude. I think I did a a two minute poem that I wrote about being lost in a sea of Neptune and kind of like going into Greek mythology. I talked about eating the lotus blossom and becoming trapped, you know, being lost in that garden and never getting out. And I've seen a lot of people lose their lives like that. And I don't want to lose my life like that. I think it's done enough damage to my fucking family if we're being completely honest. Now, I personally have my own way of doing it. I want to be in control. I don't want to be in a position where I feel like, oh, if I ever have a drink, I'm going to fall right the fuck off the wagon. I want to be able to do it moderately in a healthy way. I want to have a healthy relationship with alcohol. I don't want it to run me. And so... I'm grateful for the fact that Sam ghosted me today. I'm grateful for the fucking moment that the universe gave me and that I was able to listen and see the signs of bitch focus. Stay on course. I was on my way and I just shifted all. I just fucking rerouted, detoured, beelined straight for Sam. And that is classic. That is classic for someone who's been in a codependent relationship that was incredibly toxic. It's something that I revert back to. It's it's an old habits, diehard type of bitch, and I don't like it. And I'm sorry that you guys had to watch that, but I recognize the things in myself that I desire to change so that I have the ability to change it and I'm owning it because I think that all of us have those things in our life, our life that we wish we could do differently or wish that we didn't have such a hard time with. One thing that I really have developed this last year is just developing a really thick skin for people that I loved very much who betrayed me. Um, I swear to God, sometimes I feel like Brent just tries to say the most hurtful shit he could possibly say to me. 
And while that used to break me and shatter me, it doesn't fucking get to me as much anymore. Like, of course, I called Lisa and I talked to her about our recent tiff. He's not going to fucking pay me for the taxes, which is really fucked up because I was counting on it. But whatever fucking cronies that you got on my social media that happen to skim my profile, like, mind your fucking business, dude. I'm a lot of fucking vent. Of course I'm frustrated. Uncle Sam took that shit right out of my fucking paycheck. I have no say in your timeline of when you can pay me back. That's not fucking fair, dude. That's not fair. Just do the right thing. What I tell Braylon and Jake all the time, do what's right. Do the right thing and don't be a dick. If you're going to be a dick, recognize when you're being a dick, why you're being a dick and understand how it happens so you don't do it again. And... And this has been a series of me being a total dick this year because I genuinely had my fucking heart shredded and ripped out of my chest. I had my sense of home totally demolished. And it doesn't really shock me that I've been ugly, that I've been ugly to the fucking people that hurt me. And while they may not have had any fucking concern for me or my children, what their actions produced was a lot of heartache in my life. I wish it was clear. I wish there was I wish there was more communication that had taken place. I wish that there was more transparency as opposed to all the hiding and lying. I wish that there had been some fucking bigger balls. That's all I got to say about that. But I had the shit kicked out of me this year. And it really hurt. Despite whether or not you think I'm a fucking emotionless, narcissistic monster or not. You both kicked the shit out of me this year with my fucking heart. Like it fucking hurt. And I hope and I pray that you will experience one day the feeling that I had this last year when I realized everything that was happening, when I realized what was going on and and having to watch you guys fall in love and potentially get engaged and shit like that. Like, fuck you both for that. Fuck your timing, dude. So, yeah. I say some ugly things, but it's because it came from a place where you literally kicked the shit out of me. And what happens? You come out on top of the fucker that you love, right? You never have to experience a setback in this breakup. Nah, nah, fam. You don't have to, you don't have to fucking lose a wink of sleep on this shit, but you completely devastated me. And so, yeah, I was bitter and I'm fucking, I've been heartbroken, but you know what? I don't miss you anymore. I know that you never, you never truly knew who I was because if you did, this shit would never have happened. If you knew who I really was, you would never have left because I'm capable of picking myself back up and coming back better than ever. And I'm about to show you. I really fucking am. I'm refocused. I'm staying on course and I'm sorry that I got distracted by Sam. Sam, if you're listening, yes, I still like you. (laughs) I'm just, I have bigger fish to fry right now than focusing on just us. And I'm going to keep doing that because I'm, I'm really, I really want to win. You know, I'm really competitive. I want to win. I want to be my best self. So <sighs> I'm almost there to pick Braylon up. I hope you guys are doing well. I'm on a guy today that had 30 days to live. Okay. This dude was in so much fucking pain. He's got a three-legged dog. He's fucking homeless. He spent seven hours trying to get the pain meds that he needed for all the fucking chemo that they've been giving him. And they want to put him in hospice for 30 days. And he said, fuck your hospice. I'm not going to fucking die. I'm going to fucking live as long as I can every fucking moment. 
And that to me was something that inspired me because I realized like, why am I going to numb out? Why would I numb out when I want to experience everything this life has to offer me? When I want to be present for my children, why the fuck am I numbing out? I'm not numbing out anymore. I don't want to do it. So my opportunity has presented itself to me and I'm jumping on it. So this is Kilowatt. I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon.